0: Mature content of this program, listeners' discretion is advised.
1: Thanks for tuning back into the Depth of Darkness, the podcast that dives deep into all things dark and wrong in this world. We're your hosts. I'm Andy.
0: And I'm retired Major Hugh Jazz, coming at you, in your face.
1: Yep. (laughs) Everybody likes hearing my commentary after the fact, too. Yeah. All right, so (laughs) welcome back, everybody. Today we've got one I'm sure most people have heard of, but maybe you don't know the history or the story behind it, and that is the urban legend of La Llorona, or the Weeping Woman. Or the Wailing Woman, however you want to rephrase it. It's basically the Weeping Woman. The woman who's crying like a big baby. <laughs> so, before we start talking about La Llorona, I wanted to do a quick shout-out for a podcast. They're called the Death Dames. And Death Dames dive deep into true crime, but they also cover topics covering science and history, which is super cool (laughs) so so you know you're not only gonna get like a hefty dose of crime it's gonna put you on edge but it also gives some really good in-depth research to go along with each case so they do really good research and you gotta go listen to them so if you're like us and you enjoy a side of humor with your horror then give them a listen and their link is down in the description box so go click on it and let them know that depth of darkness sent you check them out oh yeah And now Hugh's going to take it away with our first article.
0: Right you are, Mandy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Indubably. Okay. This excerpt comes from wikipedia.org. In Latin American folklore, specifically Mexican, La Llorona, pronounced La Llorona, the Weeping Woman (laughs) or the Crier, is one of the most famous oral legends. Wow. The lore states that a woman was unloved by her husband and her husband loved are two sons instead of her. She caught her husband with another woman and drowned her sons in a river. Somehow, I guess it was their fault. Out <laughs> of grief and anger, she then drowns herself. She was refused entry to heaven until she found the souls of her two sons. She cries and wails and takes children and drowns them in the river. Supposedly, it's their fault, too.
1: She and her bastards. Drowned
0: the legend represents La yorona as a person or ghost. And then it goes Mm -hmm. on to say legend. The legend described in this article is the Mexican version of this folktale. Other regional variations of the story exist. According to the legend, in a rural village, there lived a young woman named Maria. She came from a poor family, but was known around her village for her beauty. One day, an extremely wealthy nobleman traveled through her village. He stopped in his tracks when he saw Maria. Maria was charmed by him, and he was taken by her beauty, so when he proposed to her, she immediately accepted. Eventually, I've only known you for
1: a day, but yes!
0: (laughs) Eventually, the two married and Maria gave birth to two sons. Her husband was always traveling, and he stopped spending time with his family. When he came home, he only paid attention to the children, and as time passed, Maria could tell that her husband was falling out of love with her because she was getting old. One day, he returned to the yeah. village with a younger woman and bid mm. his children farewell, ignoring Maria.
1: Maria's angry
0: and hurt took her children to a river and drowned them in a blind rage. She realized mm. what she had done and had searched for them. But the river had already carried them away. Days later, her husband came back and asked about the children. But Maria started weeping and said that she had drowned them. Her husband was furious and said he, she could not be with him unless she found their children. She now spends eternity looking for her lost children. She was always heard weeping for her children, earning her the name La Llorona. It is said that if you hear her crying, you are to run the opposite way. If you hear her cries, they could bring misfortune or even death. Many parents in Latin America use this story to scare the hell out of their children from staying out too late. La Llorona (laughs) kidnaps wandering children at night, mistaking them for her own. She begs the mm. heavens for forgiveness and drowns the children she kidnaps. <laughs> People who Jeez. claim to have seen her say she appears at night or in the late evening by rivers or lakes wearing a white gown with a veil. Some believe those who hear the wails of La Llorona are marked for death or misfortune, similar to the Gaelic Banshee legend. Among her mm. wails, she was noted as crying, I miss hijos." which translates to, oh, my children, or oh, my sons. It is also said, she cries out, donde están mis hijos, which translates to, where are my sons? She screams at the bottom of the rivers and lakes, searching for her sons. It is said that when her whales sound near, she is actually far, and when she sounds distant, she is actually very near.
1: Right behind you. Ah! Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> People look behind a mama cat. <laughs> What is that? Wow. Wow, that La was a Llorona.
0: Good,
1: that was a good uh narration of that, Hugh. I enjoyed that. That was great. Especially you. your uh your Mexican accent. These <laughs> I wanted to point something out, speaking of singing. This song called La Llorona is actually in the movie Coco. I don't know if you've seen that. It's a Disney movie, it's a beautiful movie. And not horror related, but I'm throwing it in there. I had no idea what La Llorona was until my husband explained it to me. <laughs> and I was like, that takes Coco to a whole new level because they make like the song beautiful and it like entrances you. And then when oh. you find out what it's actually about, you're like, oh, oh, no, <laughs> that's mortifying kids movies. So, so it's
0: not like a takeoff of my Sharona. It's totally different.
1: Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. La-, La Llorona is uh, a legit urban legend from Mexico. So Oh, that I know. Yeah. So, all right. The next article we took from ancientorigins.net and it's titled La Llorona, The Terrible Truth About Mexico's Weeping Woman. And this was written on May 25th, 2019 by Robert Lopez. So this one's a bit long, so I am going to cut it down a bit, but I'm going to try and cover all the main, the the main bullet points, the main meat of this, if you will. (laughs) So the meat, of all the Latin American folk tales and legends, none are more prolific and well known as that of La Llorona. Long before its latest movie incarnation, *The Curse of La Llorona*, which I've seen bits and pieces of, side note, I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, parts of it were good, parts of it were bad. So there you go. Uh, before that was released, the haunting tale had reverberated through the Latino cultures for generations, along with chilling stories of eyewitness accounts. And while variations of La Llorona, or the Weeping Woman, can be found in cultures around the world, there is no question that the origins of Latin American version lies in the Mexican culture. So as Hugh mentioned, it's primarily known within the Mexican country. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. It's, it's a, more, more so often than not a Mexican folklore, an urban legend. So that's what we're going with. I mean, hence the name La Llorona. That's a Spanish name. So there we go. Um, Three of the most popular Mexican versions of La Llorona are, and I'm going to list them. All right, this list is very similar to what Hugh mentioned, but it does go a little bit in a different direction. So here we are. Number one, a woman of indigenous origin is so grief-stricken and enraged by her husband's infidelity, she commits murder-slash-suicide, vengefully killing their offspring by drowning them, and is immediately so grief-stricken, she commits suicide alongside her children in the water. So, that's pretty much the same as what you mentioned, to You Number two, the grieving woman is the spirit of one or more Aztec goddesses. And I'm going to butcher this name, I apologize. Chihuacatola? Chihu-
0: Close enough.
1: There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Who first appeared weeping, perhaps as one of the omens foretelling the arrival of the Spaniards and their subsequent slaughter, and continues to weep to this day. So basically what they're saying is it's a pagan goddess of the native beliefs. That name I can't pronounce. <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. I'm so sorry. I, I'm not very good at Spanish. I'm learning. So basically it's the belief that rather it being a woman who slaughtered her children due to her husband's infidelity, it's actually the spirit of one or more of the pagan goddesses who weeps for the bloodshed of the people of the land. So that's kind of really sad. That's a sad one. Yep. Oh, the third one, the grieving woman is actually Doña Marina, better known as La Malinche. Malinche? La Malinche. Malinque. Malinque, La Malinque, I'm, I'm
0: guessing.
1: Hernán Cortez's lover and interpreter, considered a traitor to the Mex- Mexican people and the origin of the Spanish term Malinquísimo. I believe that's how you say it. Yeah. Anybody, if you speak Spanish, please correct me because I don't want to offend anybody. I'm just trying to pronounce these words I can't roll my R's either I need to practice that anytime my, uh, my Mexican friends can roll their R's I'm just like oh I love it <laughs> I can't do it can't do it shit. so yeah. speculation <laughs> I'm horrible speculation suggests that she drowned her children born from Cortez and revenge for his betrayal with a Spanish woman so this is similar to kind of the first one uh, going on here but do these origin stories truly convey what is behind the actual supernatural experiences while these and other theories are attempts at explaining what is behind the very similar ghostly encounters spanning hundreds of years, they're also the product of centuries of retelling stories that have been passed down from one one generation to the next. Therefore, it's difficult to determine where actual experiences leave off and errors in perception and tales of the imagination begin. So this article goes on to basically take each of those three I guess, versions of the legend, break them down. The article met with different people who have claimed to actually encounter La Llorona and took into account the people's, I guess, the atmosphere that they were in when they encountered it to see if maybe there was some scientific evidence to back up what happened. That it's not really a supernatural occurrence. It's actually, you know, the cause of this, you know, mold, somebody high on acid, yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just different things.
0: Did you notice this picture that they've got in here of the article? Uh huh. The skeleton—it's like a skeleton, uh, female in a black gown.
1: Oh it's yeah, almost the,
0: like the angel of death look.
1: Like the blue background with the forest.
0: Yeah, it's very strange looking.
1: It's creepy. I, I, I've tried. I've been trying to avoid looking at it because oh. it's like—is it, she getting closer each time I scroll back past it? Well, like the ring.
0: <laughs> It gets a little uh,
1: no. We no, 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 no. So one part here I'm going to include is, and again, I'm abbreviating this article like crazy because it's super long. We're going to leave it in the description box so you guys can go read it for your own personal pleasure. But this this part of the article is talking about the paranormal phenomena and whether it's legit or whether it's not. So the person who wrote the article, he says, I soon discovered that I was referred to Chacon, which is a person, not just because of his unparalleled expertise on supernatural and paranormal phenomena, but as it turns out, Chacon is the only scientific researcher to have conducted an in-depth investigation of La Llorona legend and phenomenon. So this is an investigator who did deep research on La Llorona. One of the first things that Chacon pointed out to me was the fact that actual encounters with La Llorona are few and far between. Especially compared to the number of Latinos who have heard of and or, and, or <laughs> shared stories with others. The percentage, oh, this is a quote here, the percentage difference is massive when considering the vast number of Latinos over hundreds of generations that are familiar with the legend La Llorona in comparison to the minuscule number that have actually encountered her, Stated Chacon. Chacon adds that La Llorona doesn't have exclusive, exclusivity on its modus operandi. This is another yeah. quote from that same Chacon guy. I have dealt with countless phenomena that may have all the earmarks and key elements of a La Llorona encounter. And then parentheses, a female apparition slash spirit, seemingly grieving and crying, malevolent actions toward children, etc. But turned out to be an entirely different supernatural manifestation. So it is crucial not to jump to conclusions when assessing phenomena, no matter how certain we are, and be mindful of the potential unlimited possibilities that always exist. Basically, this investigator guy went into detail about different occurrences, different instances of the encounters of La Llorona, and he actually found that some people, what they were perceiving as being La Llorona was actually an effect of something else, and Could have been another paranormal experience, but it wasn't necessarily La Llorona, because again, La Llorona is a legend. It's not been proven real. (laughs) Some people will even say ghosts aren't real, spirits aren't real, but that's up to personal opinion. So, yeah, this this article goes on and on and on about like different occurrences, different people who've came into contact with La Llorona. So just to kind of cut that off there, because some of the investigating that he did, it just kind of drags on and I don't want to bore anybody. So I'm going to move on to some of the case studies that were described in this article. And for starting, I'm going to mention one that was in Mexico City. So according to the article, over the course of a few weeks, an extended family of nine that began experiencing La Llorona at first with glimpses of her shadow always around the toddler's bedroom, first off. That's terrifying. (laughs) Um, Soon accompanied by the distant sound of weeping, a priest was brought in to bless the home, but that didn't stop the manifestations from getting more prevalent. When La Llorona began taking on a physical form as an apparition and moving chairs and doors, a small baby camera captured the child's blanket moving as if being tucked in. Uh, <laughs> uh, at least she wasn't trying to steal the baby and drown it she was just tucking it point. in gently so maybe that wasn't la Llorona. the events brought the parents to take their child to a doctor to ensure their child was fine only to discover the child was suffering from a medical condition that if gone untreated could have been fatal the manifestation stopped once the child had been taken to the doctor oh so it's like was More like
0: a concerned loved one or something
1: Yeah, like an ancestor spirit trying to come and comfort the baby. The next one we're going to cover is uh, an occurrence in Guanajuato. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Guanajuato. G-U-A-N-A-J-U-A-T-O. (laughs) Guanajuato. Guanajuato. Over the course of a couple weeks, the mother, father, and a teenage son began seeing ghostly glimpses of the La Llorona apparition near the two young children in the family though the children themselves could not see it. Soon, the chilling sounds of the weeping La Llorona were also heard in the middle of the night and at random times, disturbing everyone but the children who could not hear it. The appearances and sounds continued to be more frequent and were even heard by extended family that had come to help. Concerned, the parents allowed their children to stay with their extended family for a while and the manifestations immediately stopped. That following weekend, a visiting cousin scheduled to stay with them for a few months had arrived and was told of the La Llorona encounters. A day before their children were to return home, law enforcement arrived to arrest the cousin who was sought for multiple child abuse charges. Ooh, so I don't know if it's like La Llorona's trying to like repent <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and save these kids. Yeah, yeah, save these kids from bad things that could happen, trying to draw attention to the family. Or if, as you said, if it's actually you know, an ancestor spirit or a helpful spirit there to try and bring light to these bad occurrences. So, this last one I'm gonna cover, this last encounter in the article, and then uh, we have another one we're gonna go over for you, another article, and I I might not pronounce this right either. It's Warahaco, Waracuara? (laughs) I'm so sorry, yeah. And apparently in this uh, part of Mexico, a mother and her children were staying with her sister and her family for an extended time and had moved into a rear room of the older house. Various family members began hearing strange sounds at night, footsteps, cabinets and doors opening and closing, and muffled crying. At random times of the day and night, the muffled crying was accompanied by the faint apparition of La Llorona that would manifest only in a brief glimpse. So she would only like, appear for a matter of seconds and then just vanish.
0: Yep. Yep. Hit and run
1: hmm the family asked a priest to come bless the home, but the ghostly occurrences continued one night The mother of the children awoke to see one of her children talking with what appeared to be the shadow of La Llorona near her bed Ooh. <laughs> No, thanks um, The shocking incident brought the child to tell her mother that the nice lady had asked them to sleep in the front room and not The bedroom they are currently in though the mother decided to try and find a new place to stay having nowhere to go immediately she moved her children out of the back bedroom and into the house's front living room. Two evenings later, a thunderous cracking was heard, and the entire household awoke to find that the back bedroom's walls and ceiling had collapsed entirely down into a type of sinkhole beneath the rear end of the house. Ugh. <laughs> so, okay, I would like, first off, I would like, I mean, I'm a scientific person, but I would like science to prove how did those people know... If ghosts aren't real, if there's no spirit apparitions, if there's no type of paranormal encounter with these people, how did they know to move out of that room specifically into another room as far away from that room as possible because something bad was going to happen? Like, how? 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 I mean, do these people have premonitions? I mean, there's so many questions here. So, I mean, I believe this right here is great proof for paranormal. So, there you go. I, I put my uh, my two cents in there. <laughs> if you, did, if like you didn't, if you didn't know it, yet,
0: there's nothing good mm-hmm. about a sinkhole near the rear end.
1: No, nope, nothing good about that at all.
0: That that doesn't <laughs> that spells uh, terror to me.
1: Yeah. So, basically, this article covers different instances, and as I mentioned before, um, it goes on to determine whether some of these were actually La Llorona, because urban legend has it that La Llorona is known for obviously killing her children, or just a, a wailing spirit, or a goddess, as mentioned in some of the other theories. But the urban legend behind it says that her spirit, if you hear it, there's going to be something bad happening. So that does hold true to the theory of La Llorona. But the other part of the theory is that she attacks children and she basically essentially tries to kill them or torture them or drown them. (laughs) And in all these three instances that I just mentioned, none of them were her harming these children. She was trying to protect them and the family by bringing light onto something bad that was happening to them. So if it is La Llorona, as I mentioned, maybe she's trying to repent for her Murdering of her family? I, I don't know, but it's, it's just interesting. So this this article was really interesting because the investigator doesn't only go into depth on kind of the backstory of La Llorona and the urban legend, mm-hmm. different theories on it and different stories regarding it. But he also points out different occurrences that, you know, maybe maybe she's really not as bad as we think. <laughs> maybe it's just that damn media making it worse than it's supposed to be, so... That's, uh, that's all I'm going to take from this article because, as I said, it's very long, and <laughs> I'll, we'll be here for, like, five hours reading yeah. it. So, yeah.
0: All righty, then. We'll switch over to InsideEdition.com. True story, La Yorona Weeping Woman. Woo! This was filed <laughs> by Johanna Lee, April 29, 2019. All righty. Let's get going with this thing. If you hear La Yorona crying, run the other way. The Mexican folktale of the Weeping Woman, or La Llorona in Spanish, struck fear in every child growing up in a Spanish-speaking community. With the curse of La Llorona, directed by Michael Chavez in theaters, storyteller Joe Hayes explained to Inside Edition the background and significance of the legend. Quote, La Llorona is a very, very wildly known story, and wildly known? I think he meant to say widely known
1: yeah, it's wildly known. <laughs> <laughs> in
0: Mexico, but all over the American Southwest, Hayes says. I knew it from my childhood. We all grew up thinking that she was from our little town. He explained that the tale is so commonly told that every community had their own version of the story. But one thing stays the same. Listeners always believe La Llorona is local. And storytellers always seem to know someone who has either heard or seen the undead mother. Even though Hayes explained it's unclear when the story dates back to, or how it even came to be, he believes it could be derived from Greek mythology when Medea slaughters her own sons as revenge against Jason. It seems hmm. just about the most horrific thing that can happen is the mother turns against her own children, Hayes says. Yeah. That has sparked people's imagination all over the world. He'd advice to elders. Pay less attention to the superficial and keep your conscience clean are all morals of the story also common among legends and myths around the world. Which is not uncommon, he added, for stories in Mexico that do not have indigenous roots. Most of the stories that are told from the northern part of Mexico are also European stories, he explained. They are similar to the grim fairy tales, but they always consist of an overlay of their own culture. Hmm. Scary stories, however, are rarer for the culture... The ones that do get passed down often have to do with evil witches and demons. One of the groups that kept those alive was the nuns and Catholicism. Go figure. Mm Mm-hmm. They scared the kids (laughs) into behaving themselves with those stories of the devil. As long-time followers of the legend and new fans prepare to see La Llorona play out on the big screen, Hayes warns not to discredit the age-old practice of storytelling. When people receive the stories directly from the teller, that is the most valid way to hear old stories. Listeners are creating the story with their imaginations. The old traditional storytelling is a bonding activity, something that creates a community among people.
1: And then mm-hmm. it goes out to
0: show the next story being about Dr. Death, Jack Kevorkian. So, Great. Yeah, we'll have to go over <laughs> him someday.
1: Oh, yeah. We'll to,
0: yeah. <laughs> He'll get his.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, that's it for Lie, Yorona.
1: Yeah, I've always been intrigued by La Llorona, so I wanted to cover it. I mean, most of this, I'm sure a lot of people have already heard, but it's interesting to hear the different takes on it, so the three different versions of the legend. Because, I mean, even if you go to Mexico, you go to different parts of Mexico, everything's different. They have different dialects in different parts. They have different food, different cultures, basically, within the Mexican culture. And so it's, it's no it's no surprise that there's different variations of this same urban legend so I just thought that was cool it was fascinating so um, we hope you enjoyed that everybody I did want to mention if you guys like listening to us and if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to rate and review us on there just to kind of spread the love because the more support we get from the listeners the more word will get out and really grow our following which would be awesome and we want to give back to you guys so as I said we do have our merch store open and you know, if we're able to hit, you know, 100 ratings and reviews, five stars preferably, <laughs> we plan on doing a giveaway of some of our merch. So you lovely listeners might be able to win some awesome merch. You know, that, that's awesome. You, you love free stuff. We, we want to give you free stuff. So okay. that support would be great. So definitely, if you're able to, go to Apple Podcasts, uh, leave us a review. To all our new followers, all our new listeners, thank you for joining us. Diving deep Thanks. into this darkness yeah (laughs) and also be sure to follow our social media so if you want to stay up to date on our episode releases or get just any updates definitely follow us especially instagram that's the big one where we post some fun little memes on there for you to enjoy so all our info and uh, social media links are down below as well as the link to death Games. go give them a listen let them know that we sent you and thanks again for tuning in, everybody and we'll talk to you next time bye bye